Solid to episode 85 of the Scum and Villainy podcast, a weekly Star Wars podcast. We break down the latest and greatest in Star Wars news. I am your host, Garrett McDowell, and joining me on the final episode of 2022, it's Noah to George. How you doing, buddy? Holy cow. The final episode already? The year has absolutely flown by, has been such a excellent, probably one of the best, if not the best, Star Wars years that we've ever gotten. Uh, I had the opportunity to do and see so many cool things this year. We got to see some moments and some actors returning on the big screen that we never really thought we'd see again. Uh, we got some new uh, adventures of some new characters. Uh, got to make lots of Star Wars memories. So you and I are going to spend this episode just kind of going back down memory lane, uh, just appreciating and acknowledging all of the different things that we got this year, some of our favorite Star Wars moments on the on the screen and off the screen. So I'm very excited to discuss this, Noah, uh, because we've had such a great year for Star Wars. It has been, it has been a year. It's really been a year. Um, this is... It's crazy to think that we are absolutely flooded with so much Star Wars stuff, but you know, we we spent last episode looking forward and it's it's truly a blessing to be able to look back in this episode on mm-hmm. just how much we got and it's crazy to me that with all of the stuff that we did get, we're able to pick through all of the files and and look through everything and be able to point at all of the things that made this year such a baller year for star wars mm-hmm. which is i mean crazy that you know i don't think there's a single thing that's that's you know really flown under the radar in terms of of something meaningful for for star wars so very excited to talk about everything here and go through what uh what stood out to us the most this year yeah, um, as always uh, with the show, uh, we do want to appreciate and acknowledge uh, a lot of the uh, work that is done over on the publishing side, uh, but you and I are just going to be strictly talking about uh, things that happen on the screen, uh, including uh, TV shows, uh, but also uh, video games as well, uh, and we're also going to be talking about just some of our own personal Star Wars moments, whether that's a uh, celebration memory or something that we bought this year that was Star Wars that we were really happy with, uh, just the parts in the different corners of star wars that brought us joy so now let's go ahead and dive on in into the tv side of things uh, this was a big tv year for star wars probably the biggest uh, we kicked off the year with the book of boba fett followed by obi-wan kenobi as well as tales of the jedi and andor um, so i'll let you kind of steer the ship on this as far as how you want to approach this but yeah what a big year for tv and exploring so many different uh corners of the star wars galaxy it's i mean it really has been uh there's been a lot of I think that's probably the best way to put it is that we've gone to so many different corners and explored so many different perspectives. And I remember very fondly uh, our conversations about the Book of Boba Fett in particular, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. kicking off the year and and just how I guess, you know, how much you can accomplish with a well-written show. I think that as time has gone on, um, there are the let's just say the the sour things about the book of boba fett have maybe become a little bit more sour now that we are just you know that we're inundated with with good content and i'm not saying that the book of boba fett is not good um but i certainly it's tough when the the one thing that stands out is you know maybe some of the negative discourse surrounding a thing uh but all in all 
you know, being able to do this show has really, you know, helped me hold on to the things that I think, you know, Mm -hmm. really stand out well uh, about whatever we're talking about, really. And so the Book of Boba Fett stands out for me as, you know, as a great start to a year to to dive into the the power of of storytelling in Star Wars. It's a very fond memory of mine. Yeah, the Book of Boba Fett was, um, uh, you're right, was was such a unique way to start the year and was a show that I was curious to see. Um, there were some uh, uh, filmmakers involved that their their work has been a little uh, hit and miss for me, but I was really excited to see Tamara Morrison back into this role. There's also these some inclusions of some fan favorite characters and some returns of some fan favorite characters. That was really great. But I agree, uh, this podcast has really provided an opportunity for myself as well to really take each show reflect on it and see why certain beats do work for me why certain beats don't work for me uh, and really has allowed me to fully appreciate star wars in a way that i don't think i ever have i think that this show has emboldened me as a star wars fan and i think frankly has just made me a better fan uh, and i think that was really executed with uh, obi-wan kenobi um, the press tour of alone of that show was like its own moment, good you know Lord. like it was oh. just so exciting to see Hayden and uh, Ewan back um, we'll, we'll get to celebration but you know the the fan embracing of those actors returning was so so exciting um, and I was so thrilled to see those two just welcomed with open arms uh, and, and welcomed back to the this galaxy far far away the show itself though I completely loved it offered so many great surprises that i wasn't expecting delivered on things that i was hoping it would deliver on uh and much much more but beyond that i felt like i was most proud of our conversations that we had about that show and i feel like where a lot of um fan responses i think were frankly just kind of like digging at the surface of the show i was glad not to kind of pat ourselves on the back but i just really loved looking beyond that and looking deeper into the show what these characters mean for us and why each beat of this story i felt was really uh intentional um the show wasn't a complete home run for me there were some uh, uh you know real world production things that i i you know maybe would have preferred a little bit differently but i love that this podcast offered an opportunity for us to just look beyond that beyond just eh, i wish this fight was a little bigger and really go at what's you know at stake with some of the with these characters so i felt i thought that um some of our most fruitful discussions that we had were regarding Obi-Wan Kenobi, which uh, was a real pleasure. I, I totally agree. And I've I've talked about a lot of what I, you know, not necessarily what I expect out of a Star Wars show, but what I hope for um, about, you know, taking risks and, and you know, and taking chances on, on you know, different parts of a story or different styles of, of directing. And I, you know, most of all would, would, give a you know a huge hats off to to Deborah Chow for really just knocking it out of the park with mm-hmm. you know with being able to you know frame these characters that we are familiar with in a way that that changes the dynamic of how we see them and it's it's it obviously is so many things put together it's Deborah Chow's you know talents behind a camera it's it's yeah. Ewan McGregor's talents in front of a camera his performances you know, totally. is one of my favorite in in most of Star Wars recently, um, and I mean, I I think that that's well deserved. The addition of Leia is something that 
I didn't expect to love. And I think that it fits so beautifully. I think you're totally right in saying that, that there is a lot to dig into with something like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and I'm glad that we did. You're right. Um, because it, it is something that we talk about this a lot in a lot of different facets. And Obi-Wan is, is one of those things where really in order to understand, in order to understand what's going on in a literal sense, there's not much required reading that, that, you know, that most people would have to go out of their way to, to have done to enjoy this show. Most people that would be interested have seen the prequels or at least are familiar with the story or at at the very least, it's not difficult to be caught up to speed by somebody and say, okay, so this is what happened. And you know, that guy, yeah, he's this and, and okay. So he's doing this. It's a very familiar place to kind of jump into. I think, um, what I think is different about this show and what really, really like drives it home is that anybody that casually likes the prequels or casually knows the prequels can watch the show and understand what happens from point A to point B all the way to Z. Um, but having the knowledge, the extended knowledge, um, of the entire, you know, galaxy far, far away, I think really comes in handy here with this show specifically in a way that, you know, we get a lot more insight into a character like Leia because there's shades of Padme in her. There's, you know, there's parts of, of Leia that we will come to learn that we can see reflected here, even if it's something like her appearance in Rebels, which yeah. is, you know, just that episode alone in Princess on Lothal is is an important part of, of this story and how these, you know, these characters are influenced in other ways. And we can say, you know, a character like uh, Camille Nanjiani's character, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, but Camille Nanjiani's character it was like Haji or Haja Haji. Yes. Uh, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a character that I can maybe say, Oh, I could see him, you know, being, being sort of like this character or even O'Shea Jackson's junior O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character, you know, leading into something like Rogue One and saying that, th- you know, this stuff, this stuff is what is what sort of connects all these dots for me. And those pieces are not spelled out in order for you to say, OK, Deborah Chow's telling me to put the puzzle pieces together. Otherwise, I'm not going to see the full picture. It's there as a, you know, this is a solid, connected, thought out story that mm-hmm. all, you know, kind of comes full circle in a way. And and even going so far as to 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 bring in the Inquisitor side and and seeing parts of the Inquisitors from Fallen Order into you know and Rebels into now and what does that mean yeah. for these characters? I just think that it it did such a wonderful job of putting to putting pieces in front of us. You can say take it or leave it, but there's more. If you, maybe if you flip those pieces over, you can discover a little bit more about this about this full picture. There's a lot there. Um, I think totally. to unpack it's something that I don't think that I've rewatched any Star Wars material on Disney Plus any any material on Disney Plus really I've not mm-hmm. really rewatched um, but Obi-Wan is is something that I would I would definitely consider taking another crack at because it's it has that nostalgic feeling but I think it offers so much more depth to even somebody like you know even somebody like Owen it offers a thousand totally. times more depth too. And that's always exciting as a Star Wars fan. 
Yeah, the Disney Plus series, uh, I'm with you. I just don't watch, rewatch a lot of stuff in general. Um, yeah. Obviously, the Star Wars yeah. movies are kind of a different thing, but like, I'll usually have stuff on that I've seen when I'm writing. I'll just have it on. Uh, and I had the book of Boba Fett on the other day and then, you know, followed that up with Obi Wan Kenobi. And Kenobi, especially, was just a thing where I was just kind of like, oh, I love this bit would get back to writing and then look up, oh, this bit's so great. You know, just keep doing that. Uh, but I put out on Twitter, I asked uh, kind of the Star Wars fandom out here. I asked, what was your favorite Star Wars moment of 2022? Uh, it could be on screen or office, toy, celebration, memory, etc. Let us know. And I had a lot of people responding to this, which is always great. Um, I got Andrew Schickner here. He said, definitely getting to see Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi again. He just brings so much to that character. Genuinely loves playing him and does such a great job. Seeing him in Star Wars again was awesome. Um, um, and then we also have uh, Brent at Jedi Scum 83 he says, I know it's more than one, but opening the opening ceremony at Celebration, then being part of the Obi-Wan premiere that night and meeting you in the next day. Uh, that's something I'm always going to remember is, you know, uh, obviously Celebration and the buzz of all of that. But it was so nice, like that first day of celebration, everybody was just like, Oh, we get Kenobi tonight. And then there were some people who were at the panel who got to actually see the episode early, but. I was fortunate enough to be able to like see it with a big group of friends and everyone just realizing like, oh shit, it's Leia in the show. It's not going to be Luke. You know, that big reaction and that response from everybody was just, uh, it's certainly one of my favorite moments. Uh, we have uh, from Romy at Kenobi is art. Uh, it says, getting back into Star Wars because of Kenobi, which was also memorable this year, and binge watching The Clone Wars in a week for the first time. Holy that God. That is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> that is outrageous. But yeah, I feel like, you know, this tweet as, uh, you know, as uh, made example by a lot of the responses that we got so many people, their love for Star Wars was rejuvenated because of Kenobi. Absolutely. And yeah. I, I know when you're in it, you know, the, the Star Wars Twitter can be a little like kind of color things because I thought for a while a lot of fans had considered this to be a little disappointing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a lot of people sounded off and this by far, you know, as well as another show that we'll be talking about so many people. People were like, you know, so, so in love with this show, um, as were uh, some other Star Wars fans. Uh, we have at Ray Skygoat. Uh, she says, I love all of the things, but that feeling I got when I watched those first two Obi-Wan episodes is unforgettable. The excitement, the emotions, it's an irreplaceable moment. Um, I think, yeah, we were all so much anticipating this new show and all the trailers and when Duel of the Fates comes on in the trailer and you got the magazine, the you know Entertainment Weekly and all this stuff and the merch and all of that. I was just like, it was that sense of like when the Star Wars movies were coming out, like that just chomping at the bit sort of excitement and like oh i want to get all the funkos and i want to get the lego and the t-shirts and all of these things i literally was like buying merch before the thing had even come out you know which was just kind of a uh, a unique feeling because you know with something like andor it's like the show's great i'll buy toys in six months when they hit the shelves <laughs> yeah. um but so so exciting and and you know the enthusiasm that everybody had for the show um, was was really great. Uh, we have Paul DiPola here saying he uh, going to Galaxy's Edge for the first time. Everything surrounding Celebration, including getting Ewan's autograph and of course the incredible Kenobi series and Andor. That's something I got a lot of Noah is like people what, having people great experiences. <laughs> well, <laughs> just you know you know it was just a little casual meeting uh, Ewan McGregor, but so many people were so excited to meet Ewan and just like Ewan at Celebration. 
celebration was something that everyone was so excited for because like he had never been to a convention before. He had talked about that very openly and him meeting everybody and like him coming and surprising people on the celebration stage. um, I think that, uh, you know, that was just so gratifying for fans to see like people of our generation, people who grew up with Star Wars, you know, to see this kind of reclaiming of that chapter of things was really great. Uh, but not everybody uh, is a lifelong Star Wars fans. Uh, we have uh, at I4Sky. Um, she says, or they say, uh, this was the year I watched all the movies, shows, etc. for the first time. So this is technically my first year as a Star Wars fan. And my favorite moment was watching Clone Wars with my brother. It was amazing. And that was the first Star Wars content I've consumed in years. So that's great. You know, wow. we always talk about these different entry points of Star Wars. And although it seems like they maybe were kind of aware of some Star Wars stuff before then, this is the first year that they kind of like considered themselves a fan, which was uh, that's that's really exciting. It's it's what you get when you have a year like this. It's so jam packed with Star Wars stuff. You get people kind of being like, oh, well, I'll check out this little Star Wars thing here. Yeah, if only I mean. Of course, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade it for anything. But I like. I'm jealous of people that that have all this stuff and and can you know can mm-hmm. take it all at their own pace and and be like, yeah. okay, is this something that I want to jump into? And you know, that's as as somebody that is just so immersed in a lot of different fandoms. Like I can't. I can't possibly imagine going most of my life not being a Star Wars fan. Um, yeah, and that. I think that that feeling, you know, I have this conversation a lot with my wife who's decidedly not, um, you know, a a diehard Star Wars fan, um, but is appreciative of of all the things. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's not, you know, it's not for everybody and entry points are going to be different. And Mm -hmm. if you never have an entry point, that's okay. But at least you checked it out. Right. Um, But that I, I like, I would love to be able to feel that feeling of, you know, I guess I'll, I guess I'll watch these Star Wars movies and, and this Star Wars thing. I guess I'll watch it. And mm-hmm. now having, you know, a- after that, watching all the movies, the shows and, and, you know, fully being just enveloped in all of this content and being able to love and appreciate it so much so that you consider yourself a part of the fan base. It must be, yeah. you know, I hope that that is a a welcoming feeling granted Twitter is not always the place for that kind of stuff, but hundred percent, you know, I, I do hope that that is that feeling. And, and it's a lot of the stuff that we talk about with a lot of themes, uh, that are present in star Wars. So I, I think that that's, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the other shows that a lot of people, it seemingly had like much more of an immediate kind of positive reaction to where Obi-Wan, I think maybe took a little bit longer, um, was Andor. Uh, that was a a very big popular series this year, uh, on Twitter. I had, you know, asked uh, what people's favorite moments are and consistently people were talking about the prison arc in Andor that, and just those final few episodes, uh, you and I have obviously covered this series in depth and offered lots of thoughts on this, but just wow you know like you know getting that first trailer at celebration and then just being like that such a radical change of just kind of this indifference toward and towards andor of just kind of like yeah i guess we'll see and then just being like 
completely floored, you know, like not just floored, but like pushed into the ground, you know, yeah. <laughs> like just completely blown away by Andor. Just what an incredible series. We have so many people on Twitter uh, talking about, you know, how much the series meant to them and, and, you know, and the, the one way out kind of prison break sequence in particular just seems to be a real fan favorite. That's, I mean, how can it not be, you know, I, 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 I still am, I oh, mean, I gotta, I, I do have to talk to my brother. I know that he finished watching all of Andor. Um, so I'll have to get his thoughts on it. We've not had an extended conversation about it. And, and I'm, and I'm a little bit scared to, to be honest. Um, not because I'm like, oh no, he's gonna, he's gonna poo poo on my favorite thing. Like, no, my, my feelings are, are solid on Andor and I've made them very clear. Um, it just to me, and I've talked about like how, moved I was by Andor, you know, it would make me, it would make me sad, you know, if, if, if it was something that like, you know, somebody that I love and care about watched it and was like, yeah, I mean, it was this, but whatever, you know, because there, you know, I just think that there's so much to grab onto that. It's like, how, how are you missing this? Like there's this and there's this and this, and like, none of it, none of it is like getting through to you. And, you know, I would hate that because I do, I do think that, you know, out of all the discourse that I've seen, everybody is like, oh my gosh, can you believe Andor is, you know, is, is this incredible? And this is what it's doing, you know, with this story. This is what it's doing for Star Wars is so, so, so moving. Um, so I, I am, you know, I, I'm just really grateful that Star Wars was able to take a story and put itself on the map as, as, Hey, I have something important to say. Um, and I don't think that that was lost on most people, which I'm, I'm very happy about. Yeah. Yeah. I think just the quality of storytelling with the show was just like, not necessarily uncommon with star Wars, because I think we get so many passionate storytellers, but I think because Tony Gilroy had such a unique perspective of star Wars of not necessarily like being a star Wars fan first, his approach to it was just such a unique flavor of star Wars. And we've talked before. It's not necessarily like I want all star Wars to be like this from now on. It's just like, it was such, you know, just unexpected. Uh, and it's, uh, it's approach to this galaxy far, far away was just really unique. Uh, but it also was so rich in a lot of the themes and ideas that I think are so star Wars. Um, I think it's just delivery of it was so unique, had so many great performances, uh, so many memorable characters and supporting characters, so many great, uh, moments in the series. It was so beautiful to look at. A lot of it was shot on location. Uh, so I am just very grateful for Andor. I can't wait for season two, which is just crazy to me because before I was like we're getting how many seasons of this thing <laughs> you know and the fact that this is like top of my list excitement is is so so great uh, but beyond uh, the television side of things Noah um, there were lots of memories to be had off screen as well um, obviously celebration happened this year uh, over in Anaheim um, lots of people on Twitter are saying that this was their first year to go to Galaxy's Edge which it was mine as well I've had a chance to go to a couple times this year uh, and I had a chance to go see John Williams in concert which was really really exciting not you know 
openly like in you know Star Wars focused, you know, but they, he definitely performed some Star Wars tunes, which was uh, really really exciting to see. But um, I know you didn't have a chance to uh, go to Celebration this year, um, but beyond all of the reviews or maybe viral videos of you and McGregor just being you and you know or trailers or you know anything like that or even maybe merch that you got uh, at Celebration, do you have any fond Celebration memories this year? Um, for me, uh, one of the things was, you know, of course it's not something that I was able to attend. Um, but I did, I did really appreciate receiving a little goodie bag, um, from our resident host, uh, yours, not, not mine truly, but you, yours truly, you over there. <laughs> That's, that was a confusing way. Ours truly. Yeah. <laughs> that I was about to say that. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I, I have like. I still have it uh, all in its bag, mostly, um, except for the poster that's hanging up over there, um, and uh, the one of my favorite little pieces of things, uh, the Attack of the Clones shirt, um, which mm-hmm. like I do need, I do need more Star Wars shirts. I don't typically put like clothes and stuff on a Christmas list, but like my parents are like, "Hey, we're doing Secret Santa stuff, and you know, we're doing this and we're doing that. What do you want for Christmas?" And I'm like. I need more Star Wars shirts, but like they gotta be, they gotta be good. I'm so picky with my mm-hmm. shirts, yeah. and and I am also not one to to like jump on on merch, especially. Um, but I, I the shirt that that I had you get for me, the uh, the Wesselmania shirt, so is good. like one that I will proudly wear. So good. just a hundred percent of the time. Um, and and I think back to like when you and I were able to go to Star Wars Celebration to get together in Chicago. And I was like, oh, I really want a shirt, but it's like, you know, it's this and that, and there's, you know, it's money and this, and there's mm-hmm. lines and it's blah, blah, blah. And being able to, well, one, we, you know, we both got a rise of Skywalker shirt, which was, you know, it was, it was a well-deserved purchase. Uh, yes. but it is also, uh, not currently my shirt anymore. I told Rachel that she can have it as a pajama shirt. <laughs> So, uh, I don't we'll wear leave that. It at that. <laughs> I don't, I don't work. I don't wear that one that much anymore, but, uh, the Ahsoka shirt that I have is, you know, that's a fond thing of mine that it's like, yeah. I'm going to be really specific about my shirts. So, so this year that attack of the clone shirt, um, was one of my favorites, uh, definitely a highlight. Uh, and I do, well, I guess we can let, I'll, I'll save the other thing until we, we talk about some other stuff, but yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, Celebration was just the best. It was so, so great. Um, Met so many wonderful people, made so many great memories. Uh, As far as like the merch is concerned, um, I got a Dexter Jetster like ringer tee, which I was like very much so hoping that I would be able to get my hands on. So Uh, good, so good. I also had the the Bad Batch poster that I I got a copy for you. Um, I lied my way into getting you a copy, so I'm glad you liked it. But there were just so many panels that were so fun to go to and to, you know, see a lot of the actors and be around the enthusiasm of all of the Star Wars fans was just so palpable. And that's something that we talk about a lot with Celebration is just that real sense of celebration. Um, It was so great. Again, I don't want to underemphasize, you know, meeting people or reuniting with people. 
um, getting to hang out, go to, you know, emo dance parties and, you know, screaming Fallout Boy while you're drinking was so fun. Um, and also I uh, the Mandalorian experience and like seeing all the props and stuff. That was like a real surprising thing. Man, I wasn't quite yeah. sure what it was. And to be able to see that, I was like, holy shit. You know, I got to meet Max Rebo, you know, Frog <laughs> Lady were there, too. Um, Celebration was just such such a fun weekend. Uh, like you in uh, this year, we will both not be able to uh, attend next year uh, over in Europe. So I will have to be watching from the sidelines. Uh, but we have a few a uh, few fans pipe in about their experiences at Celebration. Um, over at All Things Kenobi, it was uh, seeing Ewan and Hayden together in person at Star Wars Celebration, as well as the entire Obi-Wan Kenobi press tour, which was everything that we hoped for. Uh, we also had Ian Thompson, who said getting to do our second celebration together and meeting and spending time with John and Ryan from Blockader Run and uh, Caleb Damon there as well in a lovely celebration photo. Um, we also have at Highball2814 says celebration was life changing. I met some of my best friends in the world and my life will never be the same. Serving pink milk and uh, kefir skittles are the best guys to hang out with. I love them so much. Uh, friends of the show, pink milk an absolute delight. I am so sad I didn't get a chance to uh, catch them at celebration. I would have loved to uh, actually meet them in person in, in a person. Uh, but looking forward to next year at celebration um, at Emperor Ducky uh, said their personal favorites of the year was Obi-Wan versus Vader, the entire Andor prison arc, the Jedi Survivor trailer, as well as getting tickets to Celebration for 2023. Um, so yeah, it seems like a lot of people uh, had such a great time at Celebration and are really looking forward to um, what awaits them um, next year uh, at uh, Star Wars Celebration Europe. Uh, but beyond that, Noah, I also had a chance to go to Galaxy's Edge, which was really, really fun. Um, a lot of people uh, also chimed in about that. Um, but Galaxy's Edge was just such a you know, it was such a unique experience. I had been waiting to go to this for so long, um, had a chance to make my own lightsaber, which was really cool. Um, I tried to like spend as much of the time in the park as I could and really like see every little nook and cranny and try the food and try the drinks and all of that. Had some cool character interactions, which was really fun. Uh, but some other people on Twitter also mentioned they had a great time at uh, Galaxy's Edge this year. Um, at Cosmic Reyes says, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, of course, but also getting into the cantina last minute after accepting the fact that it was super booked up and I wouldn't be able to get in before leaving the U.S. Uh, so Galaxy's Edge, I know, Noah, you haven't had a chance to go. Is that something that is on your list for 2023? I, it is something that I would eventually like to do. Um and I, I wonder about it a lot because it's such an experience and I just, I, I hate planning things out. I don't like theme parks that much, like, because you're constantly reminded that it's like, it's so much walking, you're tired, it's hot, you're hungry, you're thirsty, everybody's annoying. My like main experience with theme parks is living in good old Gurney, Illinois the home of Six Flags Great America. And it's like everybody at high school had a season pass and that was where you hung out. And like, it was just always dirty and nobody's having a good time and mm -hmm. whatever. That's like my experience with theme parks. My uh, only Disney experience was when I was three years old, I went to Disney and uh, in Florida. Yeah. And I have a picture of, uh, my brother and I standing with Mickey Mouse and I'm wearing a Mike Wazowski shirt 
Okay. It's a, it's a, like a, a, a fully green shirt that just has Mike Wazowski's eye and his smile on it. Sounds like a killer shirt to me. It, it was a killer shirt. And I'm just standing there like, yeah, it's me and Mickey. And my brother is just like crying. He's crying oh, his no. eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's like, and, and I remember that he, we had just done the Pirates of the Caribbean ride thing. Uh, and that like really messed with him. He like hated it. Uh, so that's, that's like what I remember from, from going to Disney. So I have nothing to base it off of other than the fact that it's like, man, I just want to be, I just want to be in star Wars. So I don't know. I mean, 2023 could hold a lot of different things. Uh, I'm not, I'm not much of a vacation guy myself, but, uh, I want to make that trip. I do want to make that trip at some point. Yeah. Well, we'll try to get you out here uh, over to L.A., and I'll be your tour guide. I uh, had a chance to go a couple of times this year, so I'll show you all the cool spots. Uh, Wonderful, at, yeah. Uh, at Bumble Gadget, uh, they said, we finally went to Galaxy's Edge this year, as well as some uh, photos attached of some uh, blue milk, photos in front of the Falcon, uh, creating lightsabers in an Oga's Cantina. That seems to be a, a big popular one um, as well. Uh, and we had Jake Bartok said, finally experiencing Galaxy's Edge and launching a book at Celebration. Uh, they're both hard to beat, and I attend to try. Uh, so yeah, Jake Bartok is the uh, writer of Star Wars uh, uh, Jedi in Sith. Uh, so you can get a copy of that. Uh, Stories of Jedi in Sith, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, Celebration uh, and Galaxy's Edge are, are were such a, a fun uh, few experiences there. Uh, but beyond that, Noah, did you you were you talking about like some merch that you got as far as like some uh, T-shirts that you were wanting to get or did get this year? Did you have any merch uh, like figures, uh, 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 Lego sets, anything else that is not like media related that was Star Wars that you're just like, this thing is is pretty darn cool? Well, I have a few things actually. And, you know, there are things that that sort of mark my like my interests in a way that that I feel like, you know, it, it sums up pretty well um, the things that I hold near and dear about Star Wars to me. Uh, firstly, I was able to get my hands on, uh, completely for free, I might add, I was able to get my hands on a full-size AT-AT Lego set, uh, which I spent a weekend putting together and was so fun, uh, and then it fell over and broke apart into like a thousand pieces, uh, oh, no. which is, you know, it's whatever. Have you fixed it yet? I have, have not, not fixed, fixed it? it yet, and I, I I fully intend to once uh, once there is a better place for it to be. Uh, because right now our apartment is not conducive to all of my collections of toys and things. Uh, but I swear to you, uh, you'll be the first to get a, a house tour once we get out of this crappy apartment and, uh, and I'm able to set up my full collection of toys and things. Uh, Yeah. I, I, not to uh, interrupt, but I had a similar experience to where I've got so much stuff and star Wars stuff specifically that I was like, I have to buy a bookshelf like specifically for my star Wars crap. Like everything on that is star Wars, you know, like magazines, I've got, you know, comics and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I was like, I've got so much just junk, you know, (laughs) and so much crap. It needs to have its own dedicated shelf. So I definitely understand the struggle. Yeah. And, and I was also fortunate enough to receive a, uh, a little Lego surprise from you of a, uh, an ATST Walker, 
um, in that little goodie bag that I mentioned before that will be, he will be joining the ATAT. Uh, oh yeah. The, it, the little free one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that was, that was always, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. but the other things, uh, for my birthday this year, um, I typically don't do Funko pops. I don't do like, I, I like really accurate figurines. I like very mm-hmm. important figurines. Um, and I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Funko Pops. I have some, uh, but I'm not a massive fan. Uh, but my my dad for my birthday this year was able to procure me a Chopper Funko Pop, which oh, I nice. still have in its plastic little box. You told me not to not to unbox it. I, I believe I said it was worth something. Like it's not it, like you know, yeah, yeah. No, they're they're that's a little it's a little pricey. It's a little pricey. So um, sell so, that and buy your PlayStation Five. <laughs> oh God, no, not chop, no, <laughs> anything but. Uh, so I love him very much. He's over there on the shelf right now. Um, and thirdly, this is the biggest thing: uh, is I finally crumbled. I caved, and it was after you went to Galaxy's Edge uh, yeah. that I became so wrought with jealousy uh it was green with envy uh and so i decided to purchase a neopixel lightsaber and it is the it's just like i don't even like i I use it every once in a while just to like hold it you know and swing it around and whatnot feel a goddamn thing for once in your life yeah exactly and it's funny because like I'll take it right now. It's mounted on the wall um, with some hooks along with some other weapons uh, from from other media that I have. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like every now and then I'll pull it down. And every single time that I like every single time I swing it around, it's just that same feeling of like, this is this is the dopest thing in the world. Um, so, yeah, this is a, a quick side tangent. Um I'll uh, I'll grab it so you can see this really quickly. Uh, but I actually have a second NeoPixel lightsaber. I don't know if I told you this. I don't think you did. This is new. Um. So my uncle went to a thrift store. Oh man! And found a NeoPixel lightsaber. Um. Like with the blade and everything. It was like fifteen bucks. What? And uh, it does not work. Oh no, it, that's uh, a bummer. It doesn't turn on. From what it looks like, there's like drill marks on some of these like on some of these screws to take the blade out. So the blade is like stuck in there and there there's some problem with the core or whatever, which is really sad. But I just have this I have this other prop lightsaber that does yeah. not it doesn't work. Um that's for but, like that's like that's for like beating intruders who come into your house. Exactly. You know? I don't have anything else, so I might as well use something. But exactly. if any listeners know how to do anything with friggin', you know, circuit boards and whatever, shoot us a message. I'll uh I'll mail you this lightsaber. Uh, you know, and you can go go nuts, I suppose. Yeah, the the lightsaber thing in and of itself, like you'd said, I went to Galaxy's Edge and had a chance to make mine, which was very very cool. But I will I will remove the 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 Galaxy's Edge stuff because I I got that and then I got a holocron. So that was like the lightsaber is obviously cool, but like that was more of like an experience kind of thing, you know? Um, like the obviously the prop, yeah, cool, but it was more of the kind of the hubbub surrounding it. Of course, um, I did buy a few things this year. Uh, I guess I'm breaking my own rules uh, as far as like experience versus merch, but um, I did buy a little gentle giant like mini Django Fett uh, like statue, oh, right? Yeah, uh, that I got signed by Tamara Morrison, which was really really cool. Um, he was a pleasure to talk to. 
Um, also, like, just kind of like a weird thing that I bought this year. Starbucks does these, like, Been There series mugs. Um, and they've done Star Wars ones in the past, but they did a few this year uh, for Naboo, uh, Navarro, and Octo. And I got the Naboo and the Octo mugs. And... I love them so much. Like they're so great. You know, I, I'm, I, I, you know, I love them so much that I'm just kind of like, I'm hesitant to use them sometimes. Oh, like, yeah. I don't want to break them. So I only use them if I'm like, if we're recording that day and I have like a nice hot cup of coffee in the morning, like yeah. I only use, I only drink them out of recording days and I'm like, Ooh, is it a Naboo day or is it an Octo kind of day? <laughs> you know, um, I really, uh, uh, love both of those. Um, but got some cool figures this year, but I would say probably one of my favorite things and we can move on from the merch is I finally got the Lego BD one, uh, which is, uh, not completed uh building yet my my girlfriend bought it for me for uh for christmas um so i will be building that uh in its entirety probably when i come back from a christmas vacation but um that was just like it's my little man you know i'm yeah. gonna try to find some room on my star wars shelf i'm gonna have to kick off some other things but um yeah that is the thing that i was probably like I've, I've been wanting for that for so long and like for that, for me to finally get my hands on it, I was, was very excited about that. Well, I, I mentioned this, uh, a few weeks back, um, mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll, I'll clue you in a little bit because I think it's, I think it'll be fun. But when we do, if we do our 2023 wrap up, um, at, at some point I'll have to talk about any, uh, any props and stuff that I end up 3d printing now oh, that I sure. have my 3d printer up and running. Um, but I've been writing down some ideas cause my, I, my, my thought is that, uh, Rachel and I, when we, you know, when we end up getting a house, uh, instead of a dinky little apartment, uh, mm -hmm. like we want to do a, a like basement theater type thing. And I told her, I was like, all of my, all my toys are going up. Like all of them, it, it's all going up. My Keyblades from Kingdom Hearts, my Captain America shield, my Infinity Gauntlet, all my Star yeah. Wars stuff. And uh, but one of the things that I was thinking would be an awesome decoration is I want to 3D print a like Porg's nest with some Porgs in it. Um, oh, interesting! To have like up in a corner or something. That'd be cute. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about that because I also have seen a lot of different files for BD1 uh, to print a little BD1. I have a. I've saved a small little uh, BB-8 file to print as well that you can assemble, um, nice. which I think will be really fun. So, um, yeah, that's I'm I'm looking forward to that because now I'm like, oh, Garrett's got my little boy. Garrett's got BD-1. It's I I have to have him. Yeah, I I think the the 3D printing thing I am a little jealous of because I've been wanting to do something know, similar to that. It's daunting. Like, it is daunting as hell. I'm sure it's difficult, but I I think I would love the challenge of like printing that stuff out and then like you know sanding it down and painting it and all that kind of stuff. I yeah. think yeah that would that would bleed me dry with money. I would just be printing a bunch of stuff. I would be really tempted not to get into like prop making and stuff like that. I'm sure like just start off with something small. You know like do a do a little thing uh and then you can you know obviously kind of work out the kinks and get you know bigger and bigger from there but you know start small do like a little death star or something you know like just something tiny well uh, but, i'll tell you what I've, it's been giving me problems uh this entire week and i was telling you a little bit about it but i haven't I, i've got it up and running but i'm running into like all these other issues and stuff and it's like i don't know i don't know what i'm doing i'm like learning as i go <laughs> And I don't know anybody that knows what they're doing. And so it's like, 
I, I want to do these things, but it's so frustrating. And sure. I think once I, once I get through it, then it'll be like, yeah, it'll be somewhat therapeutic to like, you know, paint this little thing and, and you know, oh, it's, it's so cool and whatever. So yeah, we'll just have to see. Yeah. Uh, as far as some other people who shared their, uh, merch for star Wars, uh, uh, you know, things that ate into their wallet this year, lots of love, uh, for people who made some lightsabers this year. Uh, but knuckleave games, um, over at knuckleave hobbies, they painted some of these like little models and they have like a pretty detailed uh, model of the NR in 99, which is like the little droid tank, uh, that rolls up on Kashyyyk in revenge of the Sith. Uh, so he's also cool. got, yeah, it's really well done. He's also got a uh, Han and Lando uh, from Return of the Jedi, as well as a uh, Darth Maul, or I guess just Maul at this time, with uh, robot legs, his uh, half-bisected lightsaber, and the uh, dark saber. So if there's one thing Star Wars nerds are going to do, it's spend money. Speaking of which, did you see that, I think it was like ABC or something like that? They had uh, reported on this, NBC, sorry. They had done the study or um, oh, reported yeah. on the study or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But it says that adults who buy toys for themselves are responsible for a fourth of all toy sales annually and are the biggest driver <laughs> of growth throughout the industry. I just want to know what percentage of those in that fourth are Star Wars fans, because I feel like we're probably not an insignificant you know, portion of that, because I don't know about you, but I feel like Star Wars fans are like, it's in the DNA of Star Wars to like, I need toys, you know? <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just the lightsabers that we have, I just talking about like, you know, igniting that you just feel like you're 10 years old again. Uh, Star Wars is, is very unique in that sense. I uh, was speaking of playing Noah, we didn't have too many Star Wars video games here. We did have a Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. I know uh, this was kind of like a bumpy release, had some bugs early on, but uh, I had some fun with this game. Uh, it was fun kind of rolling around the galaxy and, you know, trying to unlock different stuff. Uh, I haven't really replayed it since that kind of initial sort of release there. Um, I saw some of the DLC stuff. This hasn't been one that I have uh, have gone back to. There's too many games I guess I have to play. But do you have some, some uh, fond memories of uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga? Uh, I do. I mean, it, it's it sits in this, like, interesting place in my memory of, of, like, it was such a good time just sitting there and doing whatever. And I remember... I think like one of the more frustrating things and not even like frustrating in a bad way, but like one of the things that I remember about it specifically was, um, I had something going on the day that it came out, uh, or yeah, I had something going on the day that it came out and we were going to be recording the next day and we were going to do like our first impressions. And so like, and I had to get up for work early in the like early the next morning, and then we were gonna record as soon as I came home. And so I was like, "It's taking forever to download because like I I did like the early download because I pre-ordered it digitally, uh -huh. um, and like when I when I went into it, then it was like, oh, you didn't you didn't like do the full thing, and I was like, oh crap, and so like. I was rushing to get it like ready. And then like, I came back from whatever thing I had going on and I was like, Oh my God, it's 10 o'clock. It's like 11 o'clock or whatever it was. And I was like, I got to do something. I got to do something. And so like, I just blasted through the phantom menace. Cause I was yeah. like, I got to play as much of this as I can. Cause I remember we were talking about it and you know, our, our mutual friend Bailey had like, he was like done with the prequels already. And I was like, Damn. 
I was like, I'm, I'm falling behind and I got to talk about this tomorrow. I got to, I don't know anything about this game yet. <laughs> you know, that's hilarious. Um, but it was, you know, I, I wish I'll, I'll say this much. I wish that I hadn't finished it as quickly as I did. And even then, like I, I think I took about a month to finish everything. Um, and even still, like I had a, I had a good time playing it. Really. There wasn't like, there were only a few game breaking things that I ran into that like, that was frustrating, you know, initially. But I mean, I I do think that the replayability is, is an interesting factor because I a hundred percent completed it. Like that was it. I just didn't stop until it was a hundred percent done. Um, and I still, (laughs) this is really dumb, but like every now and then I'll be like lost in my own thoughts. I'll be doing this thing, whether it's like, you know, I'm, I'm like taking laundry from the room, putting it in the, in the laundry machine or in the washer, or I'm like trying to like bring in groceries into the house or something. Yeah. And, and like, I'll like in my head, I'll hear the music from when you're on Coruscant, you like come off the ship and it's like, (laughs) it's like burned into my head. The amount of times I like fast traveled around Coruscant to try to get these dumbass bricks and like, it's just so burned into my head that it's like, it's my own background music sometimes. That's hilarious. And I don't like it. Like, I'm like, stop, stop. This is, oh my goodness. Uh, but overall it is like, I, I rag on it a lot, but you know, it's still, it holds, it holds a, a, a dear place in my heart as, you know, just one of those, like, boy, it's, it's good to be back in, in Lego star Wars. It it is such a full game. It's, it's jam packed. I think the thing that keeps me from like going back and playing that is it doesn't have like an online capability. So like you can't play with friends. And that was like such a big part of like playing Lego Star Wars as a kid is like you would play with your siblings or your buddy or whatever, you know, on the GameCube or whatever system you had. So I'm a little bummed that I can't like hop on uh, with you like on, you know, uh, PSN or something like that and just like go run around Coruscant and find those stupid bricks because I don't have any of them. I'm like, I think I'm like 70 ish percent done with the game and i think it was like similar to like how like the uh the batman arkham games were with like the riddler trophies because i'm like oh man yeah i can get all of these i could do i want to for my own sanity i'm fine actually no yeah. i'm really good you know um so yeah i i think it's i i got a little fatigued because it was mostly like the red brick kind of thing um but if i was online and i can you know misery loves company so if i can do it with a friend i think that that would be uh really fun but um eh, yeah yeah say la vie i suppose yeah, I, I mean that's. I guess that's one way to look at it. Maybe, just maybe, uh, we will get another video game down the road where we can uh, we can hop on together. It won't be uh, Star Wars Hunters, that's for sure. Uh, but maybe <laughs> something else down the road. Who knows? Maybe. Um, but speaking of which, Noah, we have lots of fun things looking forward to down the road. Lots of uh, things that we discussed last week in our 2023 preview. Uh, before we uh, wrap up for the year, Noah, any final thoughts or any uh, farewell Happy New Year wishes that you want to give uh, for our 2022 wrap up episode? Well, uh, is there anything is there anything from this year that like that you specifically fondly remember talking about here on the podcast, any like conversations that we've had or anything. Cause I, I have one in particular and I'm wondering uh, if it's, if it's on your mind at all as well. 
Well, we did a couple of things, like some new branching out uh, this year. We did uh, very early in the year. It seems like it was last year because of how early it was. Uh, but we had uh, Alex and Molly Damon on from Star Wars Explained. Uh, we did our Boba Fett wrap up. That was a lot of fun having them on. Um, I also was very proud of the work that we did in our live stream for the What Choice campaign. Absolutely, uh, was able yeah. to raise a little bit of money for that. Uh, but beyond that, just bring awareness to this idea and have some uh, uh, other creators and collaborators on who were able to bring levity and fun, but also lots of insight and heart and perspective in this. So I was very proud to uh, curate that and to bring so many wonderful, talented people on for that. But yeah, I think I was just very proud of our conversations that we had regarding Obi-Wan Kenobi. There were a few episodes in there and a few character beats that I was just like, this is the good stuff. You know, like that is oh, my yeah. most like... I, I just love having those in-depth kind of conversations like that. And I just felt like my love of Star Wars was like so high. Well, you know, when Kenobi was out, I was just so, so happy to talk about that. So, yeah, so many, so many really wonderful conversations this year, for sure. Any uh, for you that stick out? Well, I especially look back fondly on um, our conversations about the Bad Batch because it was something that like, I, if we weren't doing this show, I could probably like... You know, and I know the Bad Batch was, you know, before it was it was 2020. Um, mm -hmm. So not not that year. But I think that like that was I, I was not at all at that point like a formulated public speaker. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that you're absolutely right that over time, I like to think that my podcasting ability has has gotten at least a little bit better. Um, but, you know, we we've we've grown as as discussion like as discussion makers in in yeah. star wars and this thing that we love um and i hope that you know i part of my thing is you know maybe in a jokey way whatever i'll you know i'll bring some cynicism to to some of the conversations that we have um mm -hmm. but i think that is that one of the things that i like that we did this year um were our general grievances episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I forgot about that. Being yeah. able to being able to like discourse about these things in what truly is a healthy way because it's it's natural to question things, but it's, you know, it's healthy to to, you know, come to some kind of closure on certain things and, and how we feel about that stuff. And I had mentioned yeah. um before that I, I think it was it was a last episode that I mentioned that I had I'd had a conversation with uh, another Star Wars podcaster about some Rise of Skywalker stuff and on on Twitter and I was like I was really really trying like I wanted to come off as not like oh yeah you like the Rise of Skywalker uh, why like I I was actively like I I would love to like know your your you know some of your favorite things about the Rise of Skywalker because my my cons on my pros and cons list really outweigh my pros and like what are some of the things that you like that maybe i'm missing like yeah. you know sh i'd love to know um and being able to have that you know discourse about those things is really healthy because we've talked a lot i mean i i do think that some of the conversations that we had with obi-wan in particular and and how behind the scenes some of the cast was treated is is something that is in it's inescapable um unfortunately and we've i've talked about my concerns with you know with the acolyte coming back and and hopefully those those fans not you know coming back to to ruin another good thing um mm -hmm. but i do think that here on this show that we've been able to healthily discuss those things so for me yeah. that's been 
you know, really good because my default, you know, discussion mode is with a brother who is completely opposite of me and is, you know, can can get, you know, kind of wild and aggressive and, and sure. you know, opinionated and whatnot. So I'm always very defensive about things. Um, but being able to formulate a, a, at least somewhat, you know, literate opinion uh, about things is always, it, it feels good. Um, and I think outside of that, uh, my all-time favorite conversation, though, that we have had was the International Women's Day celebration, where we talked about our favorite background uh, female characters. And I saw something recently. I think it was on TikTok. I saw something recently that people were talking about. Uh, somebody was talking about uh, Corday, and I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my my girl, my main Hell girl, yeah. Corday!" <laughs> like it just made me think of that, and I was like, "Oh, they." some of these some of these characters they don't get enough appreciation you know yeah so that that's that one's uh, a very very uh that was a very very fun conversation for us i think yeah i'm looking forward to this next year like i think i like when we get insightful obviously but i like when we get silly and weird and like highlight the different corners of star wars uh but yeah you're i i love that you brought up the general grievances thing because that was something that when we had kind of discussed wanting to do this it was like we want to talk about these things that are like whatever the hot button thing is this week you know what what are fans mad about today because yeah. it just seems so frequent that you know people are mad about the way the grand inquisitor looks like the motorcycle gang and boba fett like whatever it is just being able to look about look at that as far as like okay you don't like this thing that's established not that we're going to try to convince you to like this thing but maybe understand why this choice was made or why this creator intentionally did this thing. Like you don't like the motorcycle gang, but that's an intentional choice, you know? So maybe just a little bit more informed, you know, discussions, uh, I think is, can go a long way. So yeah, I, I like that kind of positive spin, um, that we, uh, try to take <laughs> on things. I also like that, like the more than more that we do this podcast, the more and more, I feel like I'm able to anticipate like your thoughts and feelings on things, <laughs> you know? Um, and like your, I feel like you and I, uh, and our taste uh, in sync kind of, you know, continues to just kind of harmonize in a way, um, uh, which is which is a lot of fun. But I also like before we just kind of wrap up this uh, episode and this year as well. Um, I just really wanted to uh, acknowledge all of the fans that listened to us this year. Of course. Um, and I know that we are not the the biggest podcast in the world, but this year um, our podcast uh, grew uh, quite exponentially, which was nice. Um, again, still a very uh, a modest uh, uh, listenership, but all that to say for those of you who listen every single week and enjoy the stuff that we make, we really do uh, appreciate it. And uh, this is, you know, all for the love and the celebration of this thing that, you know, is such a big part of all of our lives. And so I'm glad that you guys are here and you care what we have to say, which is great. <laughs> you know what's, you know, what's crazy. What's crazy. Uh, in all of the, in all of the time that we've done this show and I've like consciously gotten, I hope better at, at podcasting. Um, I realize now that you say it that like my attitude towards this show is one that like <laughs> this sounds this sounds funny so listener if you know take this take this as you will but uh Garrett uh because he's he's our our host uh he does all the behind the scenes stuff really um and I just come and sit down and talk uh to the extent where I don't know 
what our <laughs> what our listener base is. I don't know what our numbers are. I don't yeah. think I've ever asked. I've never been told. I've never like looked or or whatever. Not that I don't care. Not that yeah. it's like not a thought in my mind, but it's more like I think it's I think it's been better that like I don't have that pressure of like, oh my god, there's 7,000 people listening to what I have to say. That's nuts. And like, it's not that big. I'll, I'll let you know. It's not even, not even a little close. That's like NFL numbers. We're like, you know, like flag football in the backyard. But it's funny. It's funny because like, I don't, I don't sit down every week. You know, I don't sit down every week thinking like, okay, what are people going to think of what I have to say? And (laughs) not wait, hold on. Not in like a, not in like a that way, you know, but more like a, a, you know, I'm not getting up in front of the stage and I can see all, all the people that are listening to me and judging me and whatever. And all of those people out there that, that love Robert Rodriguez and are like, oh, Noah sucks because he hates Robert Rodriguez and blah, blah, blah. You know, I can't see you guys. I don't know that you exist. Uh, So for me, Every week, I and I, I've said this before, I'll say it again, I don't feel the need to badger my wife, my brother, my dad, whatever, with the need to talk about Star Wars because I have this outlet once a week where, like you said, you and I, you know, harmonize about these things in a way where I, I just get to, I get to talk about Star Wars for a couple hours and, yeah. and I'm good to go. That's my, it's my, my purge. <laughs> um, well, you were talking about like kind of the audience perspective of like not being aware, but I think it's nice that like this show is just mostly just like two lifelong Star Wars friends, just two buds, just talking about Star Wars, you know, yeah. and like the things yeah. that we like, the things that we don't like. Yeah. I will, I will tell you the listenership is nowhere near as, as big as you would assume. <laughs> um, however, we did have some gains this year. Um, this is from the Spotify wrap. So this is Spotify specific. Specifically, I don't know if it includes Apple. I was trying to look at Anchor because we distribute through Anchor and their analytics are not great, to be honest. But um, we had a 260% uh, increase in followers. Wow. Um, we had a 291% increase in listeners, uh, a 321% increase in streams, and a 461% uh, increase in hours listened, uh, as well as we are uh, a top 10 podcast for 24 listeners. Uh, we are a top five podcast for 18 listeners. And we are the number one podcast for seven listeners. So thank you to what? all of those listeners where we listen, wherever we fall on your, you know, weekly rotation. We're glad that we're in your ears in some capacity. So thank you so much, guys. That, see, here's the thing is now, now that you've spoiled it for me, right? <laughs> He's nervous like, now. He usually just strolls in here, you know, just, oh, what are we talking about? Look at the yeah. notes, you know? Yeah, you guys, you guys don't even know how many farts I cut out of my audio each week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that. Wait a minute. What? No, that's a, that's a joke. I have, I have a noise gate on. You won't hear them. <laughs> Must uh, be a little quiet. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the, well, I mean, sometimes I do have to scrub through and, and make sure, but double um, check. Yeah. Uh, point, point being like, I, it's weird because now, now that like, that's not that it's like something on my, on my mind or like something mm-hmm. that I worry about, but it's like, now that I know that it's like, there are people out there, not that, not that like, oh, there's people that listen to us. No, of yeah. course not. I know, I know that. But like, there's people that listen to us that that are dedicated and 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 I don't. Unfortunately, like it's too bad that that we don't know them because I want to shake your hands 
all of them, all seven of them, you know? Um, yeah. Because <laughs> that, that's crazy. That's, I, I just think that's, I think that's wonderful. I'm very, very, yeah. very grateful to be in that, to, to be in this position, you know? Yeah. And uh, hopefully over the next year, we'll be able to continue to find other, you know, like-minded fans, people who just kind of want to celebrate Star Wars, you know, whenever, because I meet somebody like I, I work at a restaurant. And so like, I'll meet people who, you know, have like a Star Wars shirt on, you can kind of tell like, not to say that they're bigger or greater fans, but there are people that were like have like a rebel shirt on. I'm not gonna be like, hey man, you like Star Wars? You know, <laughs> listen to my podcast, you know. But I think I was chatting with some fans the other day who were like loving Andor and like loving Kenobi and were stoked about Jedi Survivor. And I was like, hey, I you know I do a podcast, and they're like, oh shit, you know. So um, it's it's nice to be able to connect uh, with with those people who just want to celebrate this thing. You know, I think there's so much negativity in this fandom, so it's nice to be able to not only be a part of but also try to cultivate a community who's like honest for sure we're not just up here just you know a little getting little pats on the head and just saying you know star wars is great all the time and we love it always you know like there's some stuff that doesn't work for us some stuff that really does work for us so i'm glad that we are uh, like you had said able to be honest and respectful but also um uh definitely want to focus on the stuff that we love you know because this is a galaxy that means so much to us uh, and I'm very excited to continue all of these conversations with next year. Because believe it or not, Noah, it's also a really big year for Star Wars next year, too. <laughs> you don't we, say. Have a, we have a lot of Star Wars stuff coming. Um, if you guys want to get our perspective and what we're excited for, uh, last week we did a, a recap of all the stuff coming out in 2023. Um, so if you haven't given that a listen, if you're one of those not seven people who apparently this is in their <laughs> weekly rotation, uh, give us a listen, guys. Uh, let us know what you're really excited for. Um, we'd love to hear what is that your most anticipated, uh, uh, you know, Star Wars piece of medium uh, media, book, comic, toy, whatever. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, but until then, Noah, do you want to go ahead and wrap it up and take us home for, for 2022? Sure. Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. Oh, my nose is stuffy. Excuse me. He's thank crying. You. Take it easy, man. <laughs> uh, thank you guys. We'll be back in thank January, you. Noah. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. We hope you learned something this year. If there are any topics or disagrees you think we should cover, you can head over to our Twitter and shoot us a message at ScumVillainPod. But for now, this has been Scum and Villainy with Noah DeGeorge. And Gary McDowell. And may the force be with you. We will see you next time. See you guys. <laughs>